Welcome to Camera Ready and Able, the podcast that explores the intersection of media change and personal growth. I'm your host, Barbara Barna-Able, and my calling is to help you tap into your superpowers to thrive on camera and in life, and to make an impact on the world. This episode is brought to you by the phrase, you choose. That has an exclamation point at the end, I might add. Choose is a transitive verb defined by our friends at Merriam-Webster as A, to select freely and after consideration, B, to decide on, especially by vote, which is an important reminder always, and C, to have a preference for or to decide. You choose implies freedom and responsibility, and I love it. Here to discuss is accomplished talent executive and producer and legendary casting director, Beth Schiff, who is the founder of You Choose Creative. <laughs> Beth has over 20 years in the entertainment industry and for 12 of those years, led the casting team on Food Network's juggernaut, Chopped, developed by our podcast, dear friends, Dave Knoll and Cleve Keller. And for the past two years has shaped the talent at Yahoo Creative Studios. In addition, Beth is currently working on her own documentary passion project, which I'm very eager to hear about, Beth. So welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you, Barbara. It's really um, a little unsettling to hear about yourself. And you're like, oh, that is me. It's awesome to be here. And I love um, that we're able to talk today. It is such a fun excuse to get to talk to you. So yeah. I want to ask right off the bat, why did you choose, you choose for this episode as well as for the name of your business? Yeah. Um, so anyone that knows me and is probably sick of hearing me say you choose, um, but like, if you just think about in, in life, um, you know, everything is about choices. Y you choose is very empowering, right? It's, I believe in listening to your gut, um, you know, and, and following your instinct. But so you choose came from, um, and I referenced this before we started, like this triangle or pyramid of points, right? Fast, good, cheap. Everything, everybody wants something fast that's really good and doesn't cost a lot of money. And really most, if not all, in, in all situations, you get two out of three. So that's where it came from. It's like, especially in casting, which we'll get to, but it's like, you can't have something that's fast, good, and cheap. You can have something that's fast and cheap or, you know, good and cheap, but you, you can't get all three. So you choose, you choose what, you know? So um, I, I, you know, I look at, I'll just give you an example in casting, you know, like with Chopped, right? We would um, book four chefs per episode and it was always like, we want them to be sickly talented. They need to be diverse and they've got to be huge personalities. And I'm like, it's so rare that you get all three. Wait, right? with a massive social media following. Right, and so you choose, you choose, right? I'm gonna present as many options that I think are viable and best for this episode or this project or whatever, you choose. And what I also find very interesting is that, you know, perspectives, perspectives are always different, right? Like what mm. I see is different than what you see, right? You, Barbara, might make a different choice than me just based on, you know, a million different things. So anyway, as, I, as I've, you know, been going along in this business and, you know, naming my company, I, I just thought you choose is so appropriate because it really is all about choices and options. So, oh gosh, I love that on so many levels. One, two, I, it was my boss, Jay Mulvaney at VH1 a million years ago, who was the one who taught me that equation. Um, and it was a really important lesson. Um, and by the way, the, 
I'm having like just a moment because it was announced this week I'm dating the podcast, but with, you know, MTV news shutting down, et cetera. And so we're all mm-hmm. sort of ever, all of us who came through the um, MTV networks empire are having, you know, these moments. Um, but it was such an amazing era because if you, if you nailed cheap, you could do anything. It's just like an era that doesn't exist anymore. It was so good. But um, I want to more to the point, and I think this is great for listeners, especially any producers and gatekeepers who are listening, is I want to go back to that idea of choice and the responsibility. Because as the talent executive, and what our jobs are is to present, right? And there, I sometimes would, I build this into agreements to make everyone understand it's like, I have no impact on the final result. I cannot mm-hmm. right. guarantee any right. results for you. All I can yeah. guarantee is I'm going to present the best of what's available, but I can't guarantee that they're going to be awesome to you based on you have to choose. You right. have to take responsibility for your show or your project or your concept. And I'm here to support it in every way that I can, but that's your responsibility. Yeah. And I know that's exactly it. It's, it's a reminder that um, there are always options, right? There are in our jobs, especially is I'm going to provide you the best options that I see or that I find, and I'm going to think out of the box, maybe on, you know, to provide people or things or scenarios that you didn't even think about, but it's ultimately not our, our decision, right? We're just, our job is to provide the options that, you know, that we see that we feel are best. So yeah. And then it's up to the decision makers or the producers or the directors, or, you know, as I like to say, sort of, you know, whoever's, um, paying the bills or, you know, mm-hmm. spending the money um, to make their choices, right? To to understand that they may not get fast, good and cheap, but they, you know, will get two out of the three and they'll get some really good options um, and then they have to choose. I also love that you pointed out too, that sometimes on our end is making the creative choice and saying, I took the brief and decided and made the choice to you know, expand it or interpret it or um, however you wanna say it, but the idea that their choices go both ways and gets into the choices we make. We can go deep into the weeds about the, the choices we make, um, the order in which we present people, yeah. Oh, the yeah. language that we use around how we present people, which always brings me back as well to a really important, you choose and putting this back on the talent in an important way is one of the only parts of the whole story that anybody controls, whether you're going for a job interview or an audition, is you control your assets and your materials and how you present yourself and how you conduct yourself. So it's like, control that as much as you can. Do not leave those choices up to me. Do not let me scour the internet for a photo of you. Do not allow me to scour 100%. the internet to find clips about you. You control that. First of all, I'm going to like you better because you made my life easier and saved me time, but control your narrative. Oh my God, a hundred percent. I mean, you're so speaking, you know, a, a common language. I mean, but think about it too, Barbara, you will make this choice or your editor editor will make this choice on what to edit, how to edit this podcast, what sound bites to pull, you know? So it, everything there's, there's choices around everything, you know, depending on who or what will resonate with your audience or what will enable you to reach a larger audience. So, you know, even just around this podcast, there'll be choices that, that you and your editor will make for your audience or for you. So um, yeah, I, I highly uh, support what you just said about, you know, talent creators 
making those choices every day, right? If you're a creator on, on social media, you are choosing to put things out in the world um, that people like you and I will see, will find. And, you know, I always suggest to people like, think about that. You know, you're putting this out there in the world forever because really these things live on. Um, and what do you want to say? What do you want to, what, um, you know, how do you want to appear? What do you want me, people like me and Barbara to, to see, to think, to get from what you're putting out there in the world? I mean, the talent, especially in auditions, like you're saying, you know, are constantly making choices, right? Um, sometimes based on information they get beforehand, sometimes based on, you know, whatever uh, they think may be best uh, that they can bring to the part. And we hope that it's the choices that, that will get them either the role or at least most remembered. And not everyone gives great direction, which is a shame, but that's a whole other oh, thing. Oh, that's but actually a really fair, fair, fair point. And in our corner of the universe, I meant in the unscripted and the documentary and reality space, I always want to remind people about this because the development, casting is the development process, not, uh, which is very different than scripted. And so, so much of this is proprietary and the yeah. producers and creators don't, for legitimate reasons, want people to know as little as possible to protect the concept and networks want to announce when they want to announce. And this is really, really, really challenging for any talent coming in, um, knowing absolutely nothing. It might just be, we're doing a show about cars go and you have no idea what that means. So I do want to honor that. You just said something so great. And if you have any good stories about this, we're just, you know, the idea it's like casting and for talent, everything is a, is constant choice. That's, that's yeah. all you have. And actors are taught that right away. Acting, you know, the functionally is a constant series of choices. Well, and I think going back to like nonfiction or documentary reality, the best scenario is that you show up as you and you don't try to be someone that you think the producer mm. or you think the show about cars needs this. Just be you because that's what we're, that's what we're ultimately looking for. Like is, you know, does, do you lend yourself to this concept? Even if you don't know about it, who's the real you? What is the real you? What are you passionate about? What makes you you? What's your energy um, for, for nonfiction and, and reality? Or if in like the case of Chopped, you know, what's your, your skill level uh, in terms of cooking? So, you know, I think for nonfiction and reality, that's, that's really important. Obviously for scripted, it's different. Like you are going in to play a role. So there is, you know, there are choices you have to make based on that role. But I will also add, not that this is breaking news, but it's like, even the choices that you make, you know, you, you can't factor in, you cannot understand all the other things that are going on you know, behind the scenes, right? The, with the directors, the writing, the locations, the, the other uh, talent in consideration, right? You could be perfect for the role. Um, and as I'm sure most people are listening to this are going like, yeah, 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 I've been in this scenario, but you know, the director's brother, sister, aunt, you know, I don't know, someone, you know, uh, reminds me, reminds you of them or something like that. It's like, it, it could be just simple things or maybe, you know, they're, they're you know, overall cast, um, they're looking at the bigger picture and you don't fit in that bigger picture, even though you're great. So there's a lot of things that go in to, you know, when you audition that you that you don't know. And so you, so you kind of got to go in, make the choices that you make, feel confident in the choices that you make. And, you know, and then as much as you can, let it go. 
Wait, I want to ask you, that was such a good point was that you're just confronting this choice. And so you have to get yourself out of the shoulds, as I always say, I don't be, I should, 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 should be this, or should be that and be yourself. So from your role then as a casting director and directing talent, any advice for when the adrenaline kicks in, you're, you're like, yeah. you know, like literally it's like that gasp and you have to bring yourself back to center and feel grounded. Any advice for anyone listening? Who's like, oh my gosh, I've been in that position. You know, what do you do? I mean, I personally, when I'm doing interviews or auditions, I'm just trying to get people out of their heads and be like, talk to me, talk to me like you're we're friends, we're having a casual conversation. What makes you smile? What, you know, think about something that makes you smile, try to let it go so that you can get back to you to do the best job that you can do. Because yeah, I'm sure everybody's been in that scenario where, you know, you get too much into your head, you're overthinking, you know, you're, you're, you feel like you're not doing a good job. And at the end of the day, just you know, as much as you can kind of come back to your center, what makes you you and have a good time. I'm always like, just because that also translates to whether you're doing scripted or unscripted, like your energy that you put out is the choices that you make, you know, is, is going to tell us whether or not you're comfortable, whether or not you're having a good time, whether or not you're in the flow. Yeah, you set the temperature in the room and that is something that may seem mysterious to some, but it's something we can practice. We all have the power to do that. That's setting an intention, understanding different levels of energy that I I could talk about that um, all day. But you know what? Here's another example that it's easy to forget if someone's listening and thinking, yeah, but I don't audition or this isn't relevant to me is uh, we're all being networked all the time. We get introduced to people. You never know when you're lightning strikes and you're in the elevator with so-and-so that is the person you've always wanted to talk to and could, you know, change your career overnight. So in that, these are the same, that's the same exercise. I love what you just said. Think of something that makes you smile, that brings you Mm -hmm. back to center. That's a great note for anyone. And also that we're all human, Mm. right? Like, have you ever been in the presence of like a celebrity who's, you know, like, I just think about that sometimes. I'm like, oh, even I get like, oh, you know. Uh, oh, who made you star Nervous? Oh, God. I, I don't know. That's a good, I don't know. But I, I, but it, the point is, it's just like, I'm a person. You know, you're a person. And we like, you know, go to sleep at night. And we wake up at night. And so sometimes I have to remind myself if I'm, you know, interviewing or, or doing, you know, something like that going like, they're just people. We're all just people. You can find commonality you know, like you said, you find yourself in the elevator or whatever a situation. Yeah. I want to ask you how your choices have shaped your career. That's a good question. Um, so I, there was a moment in time that I chose to leave the entertainment business and I had an opportunity to work for a nonprofit and I didn't know a lot about the nonprofit world, but I thought, you know, this is interesting and maybe I'm going to, you know, do good in the world. And, and I, and I left and honestly, you know, I think what that choice, uh, what I learned from that choice was that I was not meant to be in the nonprofit world. Things moved very slowly. Mm. You know, there was not a lot of money. There was a lot of fundraising. There were a lot of levels of permissions, not that there isn't in, in television and film, but it's different in the nonprofit world. And so I realized like, oh, maybe this choice that I made is telling me that I actually do need to go back to this, you know, to the, to the film and entertainment world. Um, so that, that's an interesting choice that I made um, that affected my career, right? It, it kind of brought me back and it brought me or reminded me. And, and the other thing I want to say about 
choice to, and this is more speaking to like casting directors or, you know, producers, directors, but it's like, I've also made choices that to work on projects or shows that I don't feel passionate about. And why mm. did I make that choice? Money, you know, I need, you know, I want to work. It's going to be a couple months gig, or it's a director I haven't worked with before. But at the end of the day, if you're not really passionate about the project, it's really hard, just like acting. It's really hard to like, flip that switch and put it on. And I, I don't want to say regret, but I think what it taught me was, oh, don't do this again. Don't just take something just to take something like you're busy enough. You know, um, those were choices I think that have informed my career along the way. Ooh, that's deep. I've absolutely been there and a big moment of maturation or grown upness or whatever you want to call it yeah. was when I learned to accept my choice. Meaning mm -hmm. I couldn't bitch and moan and complain to everybody in the world mm -hmm. and bring my woe is me home and everything because I made a choice because it, invariably it was because it was a payday or I thought it would be a nice credit on my resume. Right. And then I was like, then I have to accept the choice. And you know what? I'm really lucky in this thing. This is not for the rest of my life. This is for a matter of weeks. A big moment for me too was learning. And this took a lot of courage but still in the truth to actually tell someone their project's not working mm -hmm. when something's not castable. And it was almost like the marketplace has spoken, like looked right. good on paper. Nobody yep. cares. It just, people aren't interested. And the same way as having to explain to some like a, you know, a, a legitimate entity, it's like, I don't think this is realistic or this can't get done it, because especially because of the equation we mentioned earlier. That's good cheap. That's right. It's just if you have time or money, right? Because money, you throw people, you throw resources, time, it gives you time to look for or dig for whatever that, that, you know, needle in the haystack that you're, that you're looking for. I'll be honest too. Sometimes it's when this is fun, just talking shop with you. But the other time too, is, is having done enough to explain, you don't have the resources or experience, especially when people want from the reality mm -hmm. doc space, want to move into working with celebrities and not knowing what's required there in terms of not only the, you know, what the rate, like how much you're gonna have to pay them, but actually how you're going to have to accommodate in not a bad way. I don't, but it's, it's, it's not yep. babying. It's just, it's like, if you come from news or documentaries, you're not used to the idea that these are not a function of production, right? These are- Yeah, oh, I'm laughing and nodding my head like, yeah, because I completely understand what you're saying. Yeah. And by the way, this is all born because we learned the hard way coming up again, like doing yeah. award shows at VH1 or you know, doing whatever and disasters on set and, you know. Yeah, all, you know, all, you do learn, you do learn and you do, um, you know, you try to prepare for the next time. But I will also say then, like, as, as you and I and, and freelance uh, casting or talent executives, you know, you work with so many different clients and networks and producers. It's sort of like you can take your knowledge and you impart your knowledge, you know, in your experience <laughs> to the next project. But they don't always listen or they don't always believe necessarily what you're saying in terms of, you know, what it takes to book a celebrity and, um, you know, the resources that you need and the time that you need and all that kind of stuff. So. I'm working on a, a baking competition show right now and um, I'm doing some consulting for experts and, and hosts and things like that, which is, you know, my passion. And, um, but the thing about the experts is that we're looking for like dynamic pastry chefs, talented and all that, that work in locations that are viable to shoot, um, that could close their location for a day or two, um, you know, 
and and fit a theme of like the episode. So again, it's like fast food cheap. It's like multiple things. So even if the person that we interview is fantastic and they, you know, they're skilled and all that, all the other points, like they may not be able to close their shop or their shop might be too small to film in, or that, you know, it might not fit in the theme. And so it's like, they may not get chosen because of so many other factors that are going on behind, you know, the decision makers, the producers, the production managers, you know, decisions have to be made. So they may choose someone else because the location's better or the timing is better or the theme, the episode creative is better. I don't know. So I mean, that was that's a just way a better example. explained description of what I was trying to say. <laughs> is that, does so, that, I, I, 100%, so thank you. And so circling okay. back and wanting to explain for anyone listening is to actually help you see that um, nothing exists in a vacuum in the decision-making space, in the choosing space, we want to call it that today. And so- if you to increase your marketability and chances and all those things is to actually understand what does the producer or what does the network actually need and your awesomeness is yes but that's almost kind of like and I don't want to say baseline it's like yes that your awesome is is really important but everybody needs eyeballs and everybody needs things to deliver on budget and every and we need a bunch of other really 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 important things that you may not be thinking about when you're an awesome baker because for, for one thing it's like not your business so why would you think about it but now if you want to throw your hat in the ring if you want to be on TV like understand what all these other factors that go into it and I'm sure this point has come up before um, in your hundred plus conversations, Barbara. But <laughs> I will also say that um, I'm really good at and probably known for like, I'm going to file you away. So if you're the, a baker that doesn't fit today, uh, don't be surprised when I call you in three months, six months, a year and be like, hey, remember when I interviewed for you for this? Like, I think a good talent executive is remembering who is um, good, viable on camera or whatever the project is and files it away for a future episode or project. And I think I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, famous for that and that like, I, I don't like to forget people and I like to, um, I love, you know, bringing people out from, you know, whatever, three, six months ago or, you know, from the dead going like, hey, remember that time when I, when we talked about this, like, I have this other thing, and, you know, and now it's right for you. So I guess that's a very long-winded way of saying, you know, if you are memorable and you are yourself, those of us who do this will remember you and potentially find something else for you down the road. Oh, amen so. to that. I, I love what you just said. And that's the reminding that like to be kind, gracious, professional, all those things are choices as well. And that this is all about relationship building and more fun behind the scenes. It's like Beth sends out, you know, little blasts. I'm delighted when I can send back and go, oh, here's somebody. And that I bet, like, not only do we remember in our work, but we also share that information. It's a very, um, our world is, is very generous and supportive of each other. And we really do want everyone to succeed. So your point's really well taken is to understand that um, even though you want the job, you can't focus on that. The one thing you can focus on is being delightful and, and making friends and developing relationships. And 100%. That, it, it, that matters. Um, so much. I wanted to ask then, um, too, if you could give any tips, I hope this comes out right, for anyone listening who's talent or wants to be considered to be on television because they're a subject expert or what have you and understand how media can help 
you know, build a career or take it to the next level. What are some quote unquote better choices that people can make? Um, well, when people, uh, and, and subject matter, matter experts, especially when people want to get into, you know, doing more TV or on camera work, first of all, I believe anyone and everyone, including myself, <laughs> could benefit from like an improv class, a public speaking class, anyone, right? It's good for anything and anyone. So, uh, but I also think that it's valuable to start, if you want, just start putting stuff out online, right? Your your IG, your Facebook, um, even if it's, you know, a real, a short, start getting comfortable with doing that. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Like I'll, I, I'm using the example of chefs, but it's like, show a knife cut, show, you know, show something that you're baking. So, you know, give a tip of some sort. I think that's really a good place to start. And then honestly, like if, you, if you're really serious about it, you call Barbara people <laughs> and you do some media training because I think that's also important. I think that people don't realize how hard it actually is to be on camera, to be yourself, to talk about, even if you're talking about what you know, there's still lights and this and that, and you know, all these things that are happening around you that you are not used to in your daily life. And I've seen it a bazillion times where somebody even on Zoom is like very casual and very easy to talk to, blah, blah, blah. And then they get up on stage and they're like, and they freeze or, you know, it's very, you can tell it's very hard for them. So I, I think practice, I think starting to put yourself out there, practicing, I know it sounds so cliche, but it's like practicing in front of the mirror, recording yourself, whatever it is. But then if you're really serious, like actually doing some media training so that you can put yourself out there in the world um, in a very comfortable place. Mm, I want to go back to what you said earlier too, because it dovetails to this is, you know, thinking about, you know, what you are putting out there because the more you put out there, the more discoverable you are. Oh, <laughs> it drives me crazy as it probably does you when people, when you have to dig, dig, dig for links. Like I'm, I'm trying to pitch this host right now. Um, he does not have a lot going on, although he, uh, online, but he has a lot, um, he has a lot of hosting experience. Anyway, long story short, it's like me texting him and trying to pull teeth. And I was like, could you send me another picture? Is there a clip somewhere? Could you send me some Facebook links? I was like, don't, make me do this because it's going to um it's going to take up so much bandwidth and i'm probably not gonna as you said before pull the links that you want me to pull or see like show me what you want me to see so the more discoverable you are exactly the you know the better for us the better for you huge and here's one of the hot tips i learned from vinnie potestivo is and it's it helped me believe it or not is to be active on your IMDb page. And if you don't have an IMDb account, get one because now they count podcast appearances. Oh, did I? That's part of your credit. Yes. And so what happens is as soon as you update it, your star meter just, you know, jumps. So you go from like 5 million to like 500,000, which is sounds ridiculous, but it's a massive percentage wise is huge jump. But the other reason we were talking about this before we hit record is because IMDb is owned by Amazon. And let's not forget that Amazon's big business, forget all the retail, is all the cloud. And so Amazon yeah. talks to Alphabet, which is Google, while we're sleeping. And all those things help you in the wackadoodle SEO algorithm ways of when I put Google search into that thing that you do, that you're a subject expert, whatever that is, and you're much more likely you know, to pop up or it helps your rankings or 
there are all sorts of really interesting things in the way that they like us to talk to each other. So, you know, so now Beth, since you're on my podcast, like you may show up like in other searches, it's fascinating. I would never have known that. And so that's just a fun tip that uh, Vinny shared with me. So I'm sharing it with everyone. Where else do you like to find people talking about the discoverability? Anything you can give away or to help people understand it's like be active in XYZ place that you may not have considered? Um, that's a good question, but I feel like you've, you've probably heard a million times or, you know, the, the standard answers. I mean, look with social media, social media for the good and the bad and the ugly, I mean, has been a really valuable resource for what we do for finding talent. And I think it's, it's a combination of, of all of the things we've talked about, sort of like one, you're literally putting yourself out there online or on Actors Access or wherever you are on social media and people like us are discovering. And it's, yeah, it's a lot of Googling and it's a lot of networking, right? So it's a lot of like me going out to my network saying, hey, I need an expert in European travel or, you know, how, you know, how home improvement or, you know, that kind of thing. So I don't think there's any secrets I think it's a matter of like doing all the things that you can in the, in the most authentic way and being out there on IMDb, on Actors Access, on social media, in, in whatever ways you are comfortable. Because I, I always add people. for everyone LinkedIn, which is often LinkedIn. I've cast shows 100%. up with LinkedIn, especially when you're looking 100%. for subject experts. Yeah, subject and, experts for sure. And also as a reminder, it is a great way to network with people that you want to know about you in the industry. It's a great way to connect with people, um, whether that's an agent, a gatekeeper, a festival booker, what have you. So get some, yeah. you know, oh, and I just plugging my own podcast is to remind people when you want to be discovered or working on your skills, pitching yourself to podcasts is now a great way to get experience, especially learning to speak and be descriptive and talk about what you do if you're used to doing it and not explaining what it is, which is that transition to being a subject expert. Now, are you comfortable talking about your passion project documentary? Um, yes. Uh, mm. so I am, uh, for about five years now, I should back up. So through my years of working on chopped, I became really passionate about food and ingredients. Didn't really understand, you know, how or where ingredients came from. Right. I, I don't know that I, I mean, I'm sure I visited a farmer's market, but until like, you know, 12 or 15 years ago, you know, I really became immersed in it and learned, um, how troubling the industrialized food system really is. So five years ago, um, started working on a documentary with some, some close colleagues and activists on basically climate system and the, and climate change in the food system, uh, tagline hashtag what we eat matters, what we eat matters. Um, it matters from the seed and the soil that it's grown in to the person that's growing it and harvesting it um, to the people that are getting it to you, to your table. And so the, the, the documentary really focuses on people who are kind of working around the system, who are making a difference in their small ways. And we talked about this before we started. It's like they're making a difference in their small ways. And if everyone does a little small piece, you know, we can all make a difference and draw down carbon and, you know, and what I've learned through the documentary process <laughs> is that what's old is new. So the, basically before the industrialized food system, there was, um, you know, regenerative farming or no-till farming and, you know, where we were taking care of the soil and farmers were, you know, small or medium size and what is working or what would work for this 
country and the world would be to go back to that, right? To go back to indigenous practices and honor those. And so anyway, that's, that's what the film is about highlighting. I mean, I'm not sure if I should call them heroes, but highlighting uh, people who are working around the system and making a difference and showing us that what we eat matters. Mm. Now, uh, I was going to ask you, because this is an incredible and very timely and necessary topic. So, you know, where are you in your process or, um, you know, coming to a festival near me at some point? I very much hope so. So, you know, like any and all documentaries, what I've learned is there's an average time frame of like five to seven years. Yeah. And we're in that time frame. So, you know, we're very scrappy. We're trying to raise money. Um, we're trying to edit. We're trying to do all the things. I think I would like to say, I'm going to you know, put this out there in the world, that we will be on the festival circuit within the next year of 2023-24. Uh, but, you know, still a little TBD. We have a, uh, some additional shoots to do, but we are in the process. Like we're, we're far down the road and we're really excited about it. That's incredible. I hope you'll come back to discuss when, when you're ready to talk more or when you're releasing. Well, what's interesting about this, the film and this conversation is that the film is working title Fork in the Road, right? So we're at a fork in the road as, as, as a country, as a humanity, like with climate change, with our food system, we have a choice. We can make choices. And that's what this film is about too, is maybe you make a, a different choice. Maybe you're buying maybe you seek out a farmer's market or if you're not near a farmer's market there are other uh you know small cooperatives that may ship to you or something making small choices uh we can we can shift the future beth this is incredible and you will come back and i want to thank everyone for listening i really appreciate you if you're looking to tap into your greatness and become all that you are meant to be, including a better leader and maybe a more impactful subject expert and media personality, please shoot me a note via my website, ableintermedia.com, and be sure to download my free ebook, 12 Tips for Success on Camera. And as always, please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already. Mm -hmm.